Your beliefs are a product of what you rehearse. So when you see a diver before they go, you know, the camera kind of pans over and you can see this diver with their eyes closed and their body twitching and twisting and curling as they're rehearsing the perfect dive. These are all mechanisms that we use our creative process as the powerful people that we are to activate it into a reality. Welcome to Evolve Leadership, the arena where high achieving leaders are challenged to redefine their limits. My name is Angus Nelson. I grew up in the United States and I now live in Lisbon, Portugal. I'm an executive coach and I've spent my career advising and training leaders from startups to Fortune 500 companies. And here's what I've learned. An old ineffective leadership framework will always keep you on a hamster wheel consumed with work-life balance, burnout, and stress. Here on the show, each week we'll help you rethink the path to achievement. We'll help you discover new principles, new philosophies to the modern leader. Look, the world is relentlessly changing, demanding a new era of leaders. It's time to redefine your limits. So enter the arena, my friend. It's time to evolve. Welcome to the Evolve Leadership Show. Great to have you here. I'm with Tim McClagan. How you doing, Tim? Doing great, my friend. Doing awesome. well. And Angus, this is the last time I'm going to be here uh, in Hawaii. I'm actually moving to Lisbon, Portugal. We'll be together on the set. I uh, can't wait for that. Be in the same place, the same time zone. No more of this like 11 hour difference of our lives. Oh, I know. This is going to be very welcome change, my friend. Outrageous. Today, I want to talk about the area of your life that you seem to be struggling with most, where you're like coming up against, you know, some kind of a friction point or a wall or a ceiling, whatever metaphor you want to use. And you're like, why can't I just get past that? So if you're at a place where your company will not pass this revenue ceiling, if you're at a place where you just can't get past this headcount, if you're at a place where you can't understand why you can't make more sales, why don't we have more quantity to our customer base? Why aren't we X, Y, Z? I'm going to tell you about one thing, one little thing that will change that area faster than anything else in your life. It's called belief. Angus, so many times when we run into these ceilings, we're, we want advice for a tactic, right? Or a SaaS software or something that will like, what's the new trend to get me beyond? But you bring up that the issue is actually beliefs that we have that are buried under the surface that are actually controlling. And if we can shift the belief underneath the surface, the foundation, well, then everything starts to open up. All those walls can start crashing down. You can start stepping into those new, uh, past those new ceilings and those ceilings become floors in your business. 100%. And, and let me explain to you just real quickly. And then I want to give you some examples. When we have beliefs, we are programming ourselves to respond in a certain way. 
your brain's like this supercomputer, right? It's like you put this, we've talked about this on other shows. You put this data in, your supercomputer goes, and then it wants to validate the information. And so it will seek to attract or create the opportunities or the relationships that now echo or, or validate the particular belief. And so there are areas of belief that we are carrying with ourselves all the time that can be based on things from our childhood, things within our family, people pleasing, imposter syndrome, like all of these things are based on these beliefs. Those beliefs are based on the stories we tell ourselves. I heard this quote uh, or this, this stat just uh, this week that said 50% of our memories are made up. What? You're kidding me. 50% of the things we remember of our past oh. and of situations yeah. are not based on actuality. They're based on the stories we wrapped around the scenario. So just real quick, Angus. So you're saying that we, something happened and we, you're saying like we assigned a meaning around it or how we felt initially. And then that kind of colored in the parts of the memory that we sort of added to it. Is that what you mean? And we put our own bias, our own psychology, our own Man. personality. We layer upon what actually happened yeah. with our own filters. Oh, it's... it's the craziest psychology. And it's so true when you start to recognize we don't remember things how they actually happened. We mm. remember them for how they made us feel. Mm. Yeah. That's why you can have an argument with your spouse, an argument with a colleague, an argument. And then you sit down and you want to talk about the argument. How did they really, and they share something with you and you suddenly get this insight like, oh, you, you, you didn't mean it that way. I, I took it as if you were meaning such and such. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I never, I actually never even said what you just told me. I said, I said, mm. dot, 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 but your filter projected a certain thing. You built a story around that and yeah. that becomes the embedded memory. Yeah. Right. That's like this so is true. the power of our mind and what shapes our beliefs. Hmm. And depending on who you are, depending on the mood you're in, depending on the personality profile you, you're, you know, have like, did you eat pepperoni pizza last night? That can affect it too. Like what kind of spices <laughs> are in your system? There's all these different contexts yeah. that are taken away from what's actually real and true. Yeah. So I want to just set that as a baseline is some of the stuff you're believing and things that you're bringing into the office are completely made up. Hmm. And so you walk in and you're like, you know what? I've always been a really good number two. I'm not really the leader. I'm not a number one. I'm always a number two. And then the moment you get an opportunity to like start your own company or get the promotion for that number one job, every weight yeah. of imposter syndrome, I don't belong, I'm not, I shouldn't be here, arises on some level in some form. Yeah. And you will find a way unconsciously to sabotage that opportunity. Angus, that is so true. There's a, one of our members, he had in his mind, I can't do sales. Like I can do educational development tools. I can do this. I can't do sales. And in his first year in his business, he started, he's got 80, 85 grand a month coming in, you know, 
And and he finally goes, maybe I can do sales. Maybe, maybe this thing is working because I'm the one who's doing the sales, you know? And it, it's interesting how these stories that we tell ourselves, these beliefs that we have about ourselves can really put limits on it. And you said like imposter syndrome where we're, where we step into something and we end up sabotaging where our success because of a belief. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I was having a conversation with a guy today and he was sharing with me about his frustration with his mother and how his mother had these expectations that he was supposed to do X, Y, and Z with his life and his career. And this guy did nothing of the sort, took his own path, built his own you know, future, did his own thing. And to this day, his mom still puts these underlying cutting tones into things that she does when she communicates with him. And it's very painful for him. And he's like, I don't know if I'll ever get past this. And so I said, well, what makes you think you have to get past it? What does that mean to get past it? He's like, well, that she won't be like that anymore, that she'll finally embrace, you know, what I'm doing and that she'll love me for who I am. I'm like, and you can't control dick. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that one. You can't control shit about that. Right? So why are you trying to build a story in your head that if it was like this, then I can be successful. Then I can be happy. Then I can feel like I'm doing something worthwhile. I said, second of all, you're stuck on her approval. I mean, I get it. She's your mom. You should want your mother in your corner for sure. I want my mom in my corner. Absolutely. 100%. And sometimes my mom doesn't understand what I even do for a career. She's like, I'm sorry. So people just, what do they do? Just come and tell you their problems and then they pay you and what you get them stuck and feeling needy about you being some kind of guru. And so they never want to leave because they need you to, in order for them to feel like I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking about, mom. I'm, I just made her sound really bad. She's actually very supportive of me she's now. So she totally gets it. Woman. But there was a <laughs> season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's not listening. She doesn't listen to podcasts, but for this gentleman I was talking to today, I said, you can decide to create a new story for yourself hmm. that my mom is just my mom. Perhaps she has some narcissistic qualities about her. Perhaps she's a type a personality and wants things in a box and I will never be in that box. And I can choose to love her as she is. And I can create boundaries to protect my head and my heart. And I can move on with my life. Yeah. As such, she will respond however you train her to treat you. Hmm. And if you start to live your life independent of her opinion, then she will have to make a choice of where she wants to go with the relationship. Hmm. And typically the mature adults will start to revere or to honor one another when they start seeing that the dynamics have changed. Yeah. But as long as you stay stuck to your story, you're never going to be successful because you still want that person's approval or you still want 
to be the person that they want you to be. And because you're not that person, now you think you're less than in what you're currently doing. Angus, I loved how you brought up the word story, because in our framework with, you know, through our membership, um, you see, we talk about beliefs, right? These underlying things that lead to behaviors. Many times that's the thing we see. And then we have these stories that we make up or we create to reinforce our, 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 our behaviors that we're doing. And so it creates this vicious cycle. One of our buddies uh, had a really successful sales career, just started blowing up and met with massive imposter syndrome. Am I worthy of this money, of this title, of this place? And so then he turned to coping mechanisms, in this case, drinking, to kind of cope because he didn't feel worthy of it. And then he ended up self-sabotaging his very position. But the story in his head was, I don't deserve, I don't deserve this success. And so these beliefs underground, if we can go back, dig up down into the foundations, reset the belief, you are deserving. You are, you are, you are worthy of every success you get, right? Every and, and to be able to change that, that belief, well, then it leads to a behavior of, I don't have to sabotage squat. I can step in, I can own this. And the story we tell ourselves is I can continue to enjoy this wealth because I am impacting the world in a positive way. And just those shifts in the, in the beliefs under the surface can then impact some of those limitations that we are hitting, right? I'll, I'll share with you one more example about that. You know, we had this one client uh, who uh, came to me a few years ago and uh, I think he heard me on Clubhouse. Remember Clubhouse? <clears throat> and um, he was in a desperate situation where he's like, my partner has left the company and left me holding the bag and I'm burying the company. And I hate it. I hate this company. I want to burn it to the ground. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, okay, let's, let's dive in real quick before we talk about a negotiation here of you working together, you and I working together. And I said, what is your basis for burning down your business? Why do you want to do that? It's like, well, A, I can't do it by myself. I can only do it with a partner. B, he said, I never finished high school. I don't have a diploma. What makes me think I can finish being successful? I didn't finish school. How am I going to finish this company? And third, he had had a child, you know, at a wedlock. And he's like, like, who am I, you know, to be able to run a company when I can't even manage my own personal life? And we started working together and within three months he turned a corner where we helped him reframe all those stories. I said, you didn't finish school because school was no longer serving you. You didn't finish school because you were prepared for a bigger opportunity in your life. You dropped out of high school because you knew there was something bigger for you to do and high school was not required for you to do it. You had a child as an opportunity for you to learn how to parent so you could learn how to lead, so you could have empathy and compassion for your team. Your partner left because you were too prepared to take over the company on your own. And now is your time to be the man you know you're capable of being, the leader that you know you can. 
That guy closed a million dollars in sales that year. And this year, he's on his way to eight figures. Like, when you think about your thoughts and your thoughts can change, your thoughts will create new behaviors. Those new behaviors will create new results. Yeah. Angus, the one of the things I think was so powerful about that example is it's the story that kept him down, right? I didn't even finish high school. How can I even finish this business? You know, I, you know, had a child out of wedlock and then the shame that keeps me in the cycle. And what I love what you did is just reframe the story, right? Because when, when, so we have beliefs that create behaviors. And then when we have the stories that then re reinforce or justify the behavior. So the problem is when we try to start a new behavior, that same story is hitting us over and over again. And it makes us want to quit. But I, I love what you reframed and said, life didn't happen to you. It happened for you. Right. So you, you shift and did a reframe, helped him reframe of, of, I, I can let go. I'm, you know, quit, quit. I moved on from high school early because I was ready for the next step. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, yeah, I can do this new behavior. I can take on this new company. I can, you know, scale it and do whatever because I'm ready for the next step. Even if others, even my peers aren't. And I think that reframing of, of the story is one of the biggest critical pieces to be able to allow us to then step into the behavior that we're wanting to do. Uh, but what we can do that consistently because that story is going to reinforce over and over, you know, this is the new me. This is the me that does these things, right? Let me just pause for a second to say this. There is one trait that you will find in every successful leader, no matter their industry, no matter their role. And that trait is action. And we want to inspire ambitious leaders like you to bet on yourself and take action on those audacious goals that you see in your heart. That's why we created our 90-Day Accelerator. It's a results-driven, battle-tested framework designed specifically for high-performing leaders like you to get unstuck and propel you towards your goals. And in just 90 days, you won't even recognize the person you used to be. To be a part of this elite community, go to evolveleadership.org. Now, back to the show. You know, any challenge you are facing, there, I, I have the three R's, and this is part of your belief system. Like, you need to reset, reframe, and refresh. First of all is the reset is like the way you're thinking, the stories you're telling yourself, like you have to reset what's real. Is this a story I made up or is this a story that actually exists? Is this serving me? Is this not serving me? I have to reset what I'm experiencing as a result of what I'm believing. Reset the beliefs, right? The reframe is I'm seeing something through a certain lens and, and I'm uh, identifying it or qualifying it or measuring it according to this thing. A reframe says, no, I'm going to measure it, qualify it, you know, and see it through a different lens. I'm going to see it differently. 
it's almost like I'm going to stand back like in third person and see everything for what it truly is. Yeah. And if you do a reframe properly, you can reset faster. Yeah. And the third piece of it is sometimes you just need a fucking nap. Like, bro, <laughs> get some sleep. Take a vacation. Yeah. Take mm. a sabbatical. You need to refresh because you are so clouded with so many things yeah. that your brain is in decision fatigue. Yeah. And so that refresh will help you to reframe so that you can reset. Yeah. Well, Angus, one of our, one of our members, a good friend of ours, uh, came to us burnout. He had been in a high C-suite level in a company been running it and was just, it was, it was killing him. And it, a lot of it had to do with the interactions with the CEO and, and all the, and the owner as well. But, uh, it really ran into where he just, he, he quit. <laughs> He's like, I'm turning in my notice. I'm getting coaching. I'm just need a step into, I need some, I need some, uh, a, a path of roadmap, you know, to, to go to my next. And one of the biggest things was this, what those things you said, what reset, uh, and then reframe, right? So he had to reset, hit the reset button. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a break. I'm moving on. I'm, I'm switching things. Then he had to reframe, and that's what his coaching pro, you know, progress was is just being able to, you know, step in and see his situation different. Like, do a, is it this business? Is it this relationship? Is it what I'm doing? Do I need to do something different? And then he just took a month long vacation and just went to Thailand, went to other places, came back a different dude. And then jumped right in to another role in, a, in similar things that he's doing. But now it's from a place of power. Now it's from a place of refreshed. Now it's from a place of a, he's setting his own terms instead of having it dictated to him. And man, that shift of belief and, and even just that reset, reframe and refresh can make all the difference in seeing that ceiling surpassed. We had one other member uh, that, um, wanted to quit his company. He's working for a fortune 100 company. And he's like, they're not opening doors for me. They're not giving me the promotions. They're not fulfilling the promises, blah, blah, blah. And he came to me to work together. And so as we were uncovering the stories and the things that, you know, he wanted, what we discovered was a new role, the new responsibilities actually is not what he wanted. He thought that's what he wanted, that he thought that's what he needed to feel fulfilled and satisfied. But what he realized is, no, this is a great company. I actually enjoy working here. And maybe if I instead go over here and do a little side hustle, which is the thing I really want to do that I don't need to do full time and I don't necessarily need to make money from. What if I just do that? Because that would be fulfilling and that would be fun. That would be satisfying. And so in the course of working together, he went from, I'm going to quit this job because they're not giving me X, Y, or Z to, I can stay at this company and be fulfilled. And I can do this other thing that will be the actual expression of what will fulfill me. And then in his company, he can do it happy. 
and he can do it satisfied and he can do it fulfilled. And suddenly he shows up as a different leader. And he's like, like, I like my job again. I don't mind it at all. And it gives me this flexibility and it gives me these other things. And it's like, all because we reframed and reset. Yeah. Right. And Angus, I think we can do this on our own. I think we can, you know, get a journal, look at some of the biggest issues or our hangups and kind of dive into it. But I think there's a clear advantage of having a third party or a third, you know, perspective to be able to come in a uh, third person perspective, be able to come in. And I see that because many times our beliefs are so close to our vest. We, and, and we don't even know them. We can't even see it. We just lived them, you know, but whether it's a therapist whether it is a community of other like-minded entrepreneurs or, or a confidant or a leader you trust that is not connected to your job, your position, somebody else in another company that you can just have a heart to heart or a coach, whatever it is, or a community of people to just be able to have other people see the junk, to see the stuff. Then you're kind of like, oh, I didn't realize that was there, but it's a huge advantage when because oftentimes, and you know this, we can see others um, where other people could adjust uh, and the opportunities for them to grow much easier than we can see it in ourselves. Am I right? 100%. 100%. Uh, I remember uh, Gaping Void is like a, a comic strip for like business stuff. And they do like things, motivational things on the walls and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the guy behind it, he's a cool guy. Um he did one that was like a postcard. I've got it somewhere in my stuff here. I haven't unpacked it yet, but it has a jar and, and on the jar, there's a label and it says on the label, every one of us needs someone else to read the label on our own jar. Mm. We wow. can't read our own label. Yeah. And somebody might tell me, oh, you know, you're good at this and you're great at that. And you're such a, and you'll be like, nah about that yeah but if somebody reads the label and jar like you realize dot 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 and you're like yeah really you're a freaking genius at this <laughs> oh my gosh i had no this idea is, like this is this your is, zone of genius this is your power spot this is, you're like this what is i thought that was are. normal <laughs> yeah and yeah. don't you see how you show up like this and how you do like that and like yeah. oh my gosh this is who i really am like yeah. all because you've opened yourself up to somebody else. I want to bring one more thing into this belief situation before we mm. bring it to a landing. And that is this active part of the creative process to recreate yourself Yeah, through some of the things we just shared. It is also an act of seeing yourself as that person. Yeah. Can I see myself be this thing I want to believe, this thing I want to see myself, you know, in this aspiration, in this desire. Well, that is a visualization tactic. Like that's one of the best exercises that we've been able to show our members is to help them learn how to visualize, to actually take a moment. And if you're really analytical, it's really helpful to have assistance for this because sometimes you can't get your brain to frame properly. But to actually like close your eyes and rehearse those scenarios and situations, that place, that office, that, that city, that is the perfect expression of this thing that you're creating. 
And so if you're at a place where you're needing kindness or patience or need to control your temper, like imagine yourself happy. Imagine yourself at peace. Imagine yourself going into a really charged conversation where it's, it's critical that you have to be a certain way and feel what you would feel when you are. See what you would see. Do what you would do in your imagination and rehearse it over and over. I'm, I'm in a um, coaching program. I've mentioned this before. My coach, one of the things that we are part of our non-negotiables every day is we have to rehearse our goals three times a day. Like, I feel like it should be some kind of religion thing where some bell goes off and then I have to like take a moment and go into this happy place and, you know, rehearse this goal, you know, this list of goals. The reason why is because you are programming your subconscious, you are resetting, reframing who you are and what you're here to do. And the more you rehearse that, the more you believe it to be true for you. So when you see a diver, you know, the Olympics are coming up here shortly, you know, in Paris. And if you were to see a diver before they go, you know, the camera kind of pans over and you can see this diver with their eyes closed and their body twitching and twisting and curling as they're rehearsing their dive, the perfect dive. You see that person on the track and field before the race starts, before that gun goes, before they're in that crouched position, ready to take off like a, a prowling tiger. They take a moment, they close their eyes, and they see themselves in that race, finishing at their top's personal best. These are all mechanisms that we use our creative process as the powerful people that we are, to activate it into a reality. Your beliefs are a product of what you rehearse. And Angus, same, many times we rehearse the negative. All we the best. We rehearse the old story. I'm not of this. I can't do this. And, and it's proof that it works because we stay stuck. Right? But when we rehearse, I remember it was interesting. There was a conversation uh, of Tom Brady, the GOAT uh, in football, best football player, quarterback of all time. Uh, he was changed teams from the Patriots to the Buccaneers. He was going back to Foxborough to his old stadium. And they, they asked, somebody asked the question, is he going to be overwhelmed? And one of his trainers says, oh, no, no, no. He has already been there hundreds of times, like in his mind rehearsing he knows what it smells like what the visiting locker room is going to be like when they play the tribute to him the emotions he's going to feel now he gets locked in every play he's rehearsed it in his mind so much so that when he gets on the field he just executes and he did won the game it's such a powerful edge that other athletes and top performers use and we as high achievers if we can lean into and experience the feelings. What'd you say that the brain doesn't, can't always tell the difference what we rehearse and what we actually experience. Is that right? Your brain, the subconscious doesn't know the difference between what's actual and what's imagined. Yeah. So your if brain we, is a tool that we control and we can, we can program it 
into whatever it is we want. That's powerful. That's powerful. So now all of a sudden, if you've rehearsed it, your brain thinks, well, it must be true. And now it's so. And then that brain then just activates your behavior to follow. And that behavior will create the results to validate the belief that wow. you rehearsed. Yeah. It's like you, you date that person and you're like, oh my God, this person's going to reject me. Oh my God, this is never going to last. <laughs> this relationship, I don't, I don't want it to go away. Yeah. And then weeks later, doing it blows stuff. up and you're like, how did I get it? <laughs> I never saw that coming. That's the craziest thing. I don't know. It's like, no, no, you imagine this all this time. Yeah. You sabotaged this. Hmm. You made this happen. And wow. the vice versa can be true too. Yeah. I see myself in a place of love. I see myself in a way of connectedness. I see myself in a place of quiet confidence. And then you start to actually behave that way. And then yeah. the results change too. So Angus, when we're looking at beliefs, we need to first recognize that there's an underlying thing that's holding us back and often having a third party to read our label right? To be able to call out the greatness and call out the BS that we are operating in. And then secondly, to be able to replace that BS story with a new story, one that is more empowering. Life isn't happening to us. We're not victims, but life is happening for us. And every setback, everything that we experience negative or positive is giving us an advantage for our future moving forward. We recreate a new story and then what I'm hearing you say is then we visualize and, and step into it. We see it before we see it. We allow the feelings of what would it be like to have that put it, fill in your goal? How would I feel? What, what, you know, how would I carry myself walking, having accomplished that? Um, and then that ends up creating a new reality that we just step into. And Perfect summary. If you're listening to this and you're like, that sounds so woo. <laughs> well, you can woo it if you want to. I'm not going to deny there's not any woo there. But I double dog dare you to try it for 90 days hmm. and see what happens in your life. If every morning you wake up and before you even step out of bed, start imagining the thing that you desire your life, your career, the next round of funding, whatever it might be, the change that will happen is only a matter of time. Just rehearse it every morning or every night you go to bed. And if you can do it three times a day, I mean, shoot, my coach is making me do it three times. If I can do it, I guess you can do it too. Like, rehearse, 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 rehearse. And... The challenge I have to you is if you've been rehearsing all the bullshit so many times, so often, yeah, and it's creating the results you're experiencing, what do you have to lose? Hmm. What do you have to lose if you simply just change your thinking to something positive and see if it works? Yeah. My friend... It is time to bust through that ceiling you've been running into. It's time to climb over that wall. And one of the biggest tickets that will get you there, one of the keys that will unlock that door that you're running into is shifting your beliefs 
to change your reality. And we are excited to see what happens in your life. Thanks for joining us on the Evolve Leadership Show. As we wrap up another episode of Evolve Leadership, thank you so much for taking time to invest in you. If there's to be any sustainable growth in your company or even in your relationships, you must grow first. And it's what I love to do for leaders, to help them grow, to challenge their thinking, sharpen self-awareness, to instill an unshakable confidence, and ultimately upgrade their sense of self. And we do this through our proprietary method called Agile EQ+, where we're leveraging agile leadership and emotional intelligence. We provide our signature training for individuals and for businesses, we've designed a unique curriculum for company-wide learning and development. If you'd like to learn more about our training or to schedule a call, you can simply go to evolveleadership.org. And until next time, stay driven, keep climbing, and never stop evolving.